Hello and welcome to the Green Pole Podcast. Tonight we are hosting the Man City preview. Uh, I am delighted to be joined by uh, Kieran Thibault. How are you doing, Kieran? Uh, very well, thank you. Good evening. How are we doing? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. And we have a returning uh, Hammy End member, uh, Frankie. How are you doing, Frankie? Yeah, not bad, mate. Long time no speak. It's been a while, isn't it? I can't wait to get my tongue all confused with all the words and say all the wrong, all the wrong things. See, look, there was one already. <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds in. It's balls it up already, boys. <laughs> and we also have a special guest tonight. Uh, it's my son, Freddie. Uh, it's his eighth birthday today. And I've promised him for ages he can come on the podcast because he is an avid listener. Um, so, Freddie, how are you doing? Good. Good. Right. We're going to ask you a few questions because um, it is bedtime for you. So, first one is How was your birthday? Good. Good. What did you do today? Um, go to school, open, I opened my presents, go to school, and play with my sister. Oh, nice. Right. So, full and related now. Uh, tell everyone who your favourite player is. Um, Tom Kearney. Tom Kearney. Okay. Um, and as you know, we have Manchester City on Saturday. Give us all your score prediction. Um, 3-1 Man City. Oh, 3-1 Man City. I'm not sure you'll be allowed back on the pod now. For saying <laughs> that. <laughs> He's robbed my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to score the goals? Um, Harlan scored two, and um, Phil Foden to score one, and for Fulham, Mitro to score one. To be honest, I'll take a free one. I think uh, it'd be damage limitations then. As long as we don't go above five, I think it's going to be a good <laughs> day. But we'll get into our predictions towards the end. But it was just a case of proving we are a family show. It is my son's birthday, so I said he can come on. And... Um, yeah, so Freddie, thanks for coming on and um, we'll have you back on uh, a later date. I'm not sure if the boys have any questions they want to ask you before you go. Uh, nah, not, not what I can think of. Nah, happy birthday. It's interesting, the kids, uh, Tom Kenny's his favourite player. I thought the goals would do it for them all. It'll all be Mitrovic, but, you know, mm. I, I admire it. Yeah. Feel love for the captain. He's been going since the age of two, so it's sort of nearly six years. Um, and Tom Kenny was probably the first player that I introduced him to. Um, uh, so that was before the Mitrovic era. So oh, he was sort of the first player that he was drawn to. But Good look, choice, to be fair. Yeah, he's a fan's favourite. Um, so, Freddie, thank you. Now you can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's get down to business. Um, right. First question, gentlemen. How's your week been? Frankie, I'll start with you. Oh, not bad, mate. All World Cup build up and it's weird. I've got one eye on that and then it seems like the actual mainstream media don't have a clue, <laughs> have a clue about the World Cup. <laughs> Usually at this point, the line, uh, like squads are out, there's friendlies being played. But yes, yeah, so I've got, I'm sort of managing both ends. But yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Good. Yeah, it's funny. I was doing a Man City um, podcast earlier. And we was actually talking. It doesn't feel like there's a World Cup coming, is it? Usually the season no. ends, 
you've got two to three weeks to get excited. You play a few friendlies from a team from a different continent and you, you can feel the buzz. But this time around, there's just absolutely nothing. Um, mm. Kieran, I think it's, it's a different time of the year, to be honest. But Yeah. It's like winter. Yeah. No one wants to watch yeah, a World Cup freezing cold, do they? <laughs> no one's going to be in the pub. For like, or no yeah. one's going to be like throwing their t-shirts around the pub when we score. Oh, I will say that too cold. <laughs> I will say that I'm half looking forward to waking up, logging on to work, and there's a game at ten, a game at one, a game at four, a game at seven. I don't feel any work's going being done these weeks, please. <laughs> Instead of throwing beer everywhere, be throwing tea and coffee everywhere. There'll be people getting scorched everywhere. <laughs> so, Kieran, how's your week been? My week has been very good, thank you. Yeah, um, I did my little on the topic of World Cup. We had our um, um sweepstake that we um dished out today. I was the first person to take it out of the dish, and I got Argentina. So, if you want me That's... to buy, your, if you want me to buy your lottery tickets, then I'll happily do it. <laughs> do you know what? I, I, I think That's you know, I'm back show. in Argentina more than England. It seems <laughs> not Serbia. I mean, Serbia, they can go as far as they want, really, with Mitrovic scoring. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had a good week, thank you. Um, relieved with the stress. With, well, I've got an exam tomorrow, but we, that, that'll... That, yeah, we'll move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> what exam is it? Oh, that's it. It's a two-hour-and-a-half English exam. Can't get much better than that. Ooh. And the thing is, I would yeah. say, you, got, you know, you've got a Fulham game to look forward to on the weekend, but I'm not sure you're going to be looking forward to that very much. <laughs> look forward to is quite an understatement. <laughs> but then again, I'm looking forward to your prediction because you've been optimistic. So yeah. I'm interested to see what you predict for that, but that will come later on. Yeah. Um, so we have to start off with the devastating news uh, for Nizkin Skibano, who seems to be out for the, for the rest of the season. Um Frankie, just how unlucky is that, Matt? Yeah, I'm going for him. It's been we've been quite fortunate with injuries. We seem to get sort of knocks and niggles and nothing sort of long term like this. It's been a while since I remember the last like sort of a player being out for months. Um, and it, it's always more annoying when it comes out of training as well. It's like it's so easily avoidable, and obviously such a likable player. He's in the form of his life. Um, I'm just gutted for him, to be honest. Um, he's been playing the best football of his career under Marco Silva. Uh, he's obviously, we all love knee skins, even if he can be uh, blow hot and cold on the pitch. I think we uh, we all love love the bloke behind, behind, the, uh, behind the ball, as should we say. Um, I mean, thankfully, Wilson and uh, Solomon appear to be on their way back. And there's only two games to worry about before the January window and sort of the World Cup break. So it shouldn't hurt us too bad, but obviously guided about, uh, guided for him personally. The last time we come up with Parker, he, he sort of got loaned out to Middlesbrough, didn't he? So yeah. he's not had any luck with us in the Premier League. Uh, Kieran, how devastating is that? Yeah, it's um, really unfortunate, as Frankie said. And I do agree in terms of it seems that when as one winger comes back in terms of Wilson, another one seems to disappear from it, with injury, which is a real shame. Um, he as He's a great player. Um, great guy, likable and a fan favourite. And it's it's gutting to see him now out injured for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously, got his contract runs out at the end of the season, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, whether he stays on or whether um, and we get and we do get to see him play in a Fulham shirt again, or whether he moves on to pastures new and um, we he um, recovers and plays for someone else. But 
we can all fingers crossed hope that he makes a full recovery and continues to play for Fulham. Yeah, would would it be fair to say that we sort of owe him and uh, at least an extra year? Obviously, he's not going to play the remainder this season, but he has been fairly loyal to us and he has sort of come up and down with us sort of the last four or five years. Um, Frankie, it'd be good to give him at least another year's contract on top, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I've kind of feel the same with like a Tim Ream, for example. Like I'm happy for us to pay Tim Ream until he decides to hang up his boots. I feel like he, he's put in that service and it's always good to have those kind of blokes in and around the squad. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I'd go as as far as uh, keep kidney skins until retirement, but I think I feel like at least let him get himself back into back into match shape. Uh, there was a fault I did I did have, but I don't think I would have had six months ago. But thank God we have William. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a revelation, hasn't he? Yeah, Unbelievable. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Uh, I, yeah, we got the 24-year-old 20, Chelsea version, not the uh, not the Arsenal one <laughs> from a couple of years back. <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, uh, thankfully. Um, but looking towards Saturday, uh, we when we last played Man City, Eddie Etihad was in the FA Cup game. Uh, when we lost 4-1, I think Cavallio scored early on. Uh, Kieran, I'll start with you for this. Um, how do you expect us to approach it? Do you expect us to sort of try and be as open and pressing as much as possible? Or do you think we're just going to sh- shut up shop and hope to play on the counter? I think we'll do what we've done when, whenever we've gone to a big team, really. We've seen it with Arsenal, we've seen it with Spurs, we've seen it with Liverpool. I think we'll cause them problems. I think it'll be a very open game. Um I'm expecting lots of goals, whether they go our way or Man City's way. I think more more expected for City, but I think it'll be an open game. We'll put pressure on them, causing problems. We'll have our chances. Hopefully, we can take them and um, maybe maybe get a few goals. Um, <laughs> we'll have to make sure. So, um, looking strong as well, obviously. Um, from the training videos and stuff, it's good to see. Um, Atete doesn't look like he's. Oh wait, yeah, Atete's back, of course. He's, um, we could see a start for Tete, which would be a, a real strong um, revelation for the back line. Um, I reckon they'll go for Diop and, and Ream again. Um, and then obviously we've got Robinson, but it's good to see Kazawa back in training as well. Um, and as, along with Solomon as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a, um, we'll give them a good game. Um, it won't be a slow, parkable game. <laughs> no. But I think a slow parkable game to, uh, on Saturday may not be the worst thing in the world, just to keep the score down. Um, <laughs> but correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Bobby Reed suspended for Saturday? Or have I yes, misread yeah. that? He is, isn't he? He is. Fifth year yellow last yeah. week. So, oh, no. So Tete will be, uh, will be in on Saturday, which is a good thing. Um, but it gives Bobby Reed a sort of a, an extra week's rest to rest him up for the more winnable game the weekend after, in my opinion. Um, Frankie, how do we approach Saturday? I think it'll be attack in the few moments we do have the ball. I think that's the only way you can. You've got to kind of half expect that you're going to get sort of 40% possession if you're lucky. So when you do have it, you've got to go up the other end of the pitch and try and get shot and goal as uh, soon as possible. You never know if you can uh, squeeze one in, squeeze a couple in. Like, uh, who knows? You can fancy your chances on maybe riding your luck a little bit. I mean, it, it speaks volumes of how well, how good a side City are that you can you can sort of be like, oh yeah, we'll play really well. Lost three 0 but we will play really well. <laughs> um, so we're definitely going to need to ride our luck a little bit. And uh, but yeah, I, I feel like if you sit back in your two banks of two banks of sort of four 
11 men behind the ball the goal the goal is going to come eventually so uh you've got to try and be proactive when you do have the ball um they're just such a strong side you've got to try and uh you got to try and do something against them. So I'm hoping, yeah, it'll be similar to our to our other games where, you know, what you score two, we'll score three. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I think it's, I'm I'm dreading this. I'm going to be honest. A Man City away is probably the toughest game in world football right now. Um, I did uh, I did look earlier? They've played six games at home. They've won them all. They've scored six goals twice, four goals three times, and the other time was three. So sadly, letting in three is actually pretty good by uh, current standards yeah. so far this season. Because the average is four goals, isn't it? I think it's interesting that um, the halftime, like no matter what the score is at halftime, City always seem to come out fighting like real, like full on in the second half. So I think it will be interesting to see how we cope with that because it, it, whether we're uh, like one nil up or whether we're like one nil down or or up or down by any means it'd be City will come out in the second half and they will like go for the massacre really because um, as soon as they're in a winning position they'll want to dominate it even when, like and like we did last season really um, so it'll be interesting to see how we cope with that um, going forward in the game because um, Pep's, Pep's half-time talks are clearly something very inspirational However as Frankie yeah. has rightly pointed out there is a World Cup a matter of weeks mm. away. So, realistically, how much sort of interest do they have when? Because they've got Fulham, they've got us on Saturday, and they've got Brentford. Had yet to had the week after. Surely they must have one eye on the World Cup already. Most of their players, if not all their players, are off to the World Cup. Um, so could that play in our favour a little bit, Kieran? Yeah, um, I think it could. Um, I mean, obviously, we're all expecting the um, the main players to start De Bruyne. Um, Haaland is a bit of an iffy one, I second. I, I think he's been pictured in training, so I'm expecting him to start, unfortunately. Um, I, think we'll, I think we'll see the usual faces in the team. Um, but, but this week especially, I think next week you'll see you'll start seeing some of the key players um, missing from the squad. But I think we're expecting the normal faces, but you never know. Um, you know, no one knows what goes on in Pep's brain. He could rest some players. He thinks, oh, it's Fulham. It could be a difficult game. It could be an easy game. We'll play. A, we'll play our second team because either way, it's as strong. And we're still going to win something <laughs> like four or five one. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens in that case. See, Man City could probably field three teams, and we'd still struggle. <laughs> uh, and that's just the harsh reality of the way football's going now. Is the the big teams are getting stronger and the litter teams are, seem to be getting weaker. Um, but Frankie, if Haaland does play, does that sort of increase their chances of winning or do they win regardless of whether he's fit or not? Um, I, I think they win re- regardless, but that's a bold <laughs> bold statement to make. I think I watched, I watched their game against Leicester last week. They didn't see. They didn't have that same sort of potency. It did take a wonder free kick from Kevin De Bruyne to win the game. Uh, obviously, being at home makes it slightly different. So they won't have the same potency. But I think the amount of money they've spent on that side, they got goals from goals from anywhere. Any player that can and should contribute. Um, I think it is just the the golf of the modern day Premier League that City are. Beyond what uh, what Fulham will ever be, sadly, unless uh, she can't decides to 
burn a hole into his bank account um however, however sustainable that might be but uh <laughs> I, I i think like city can win the game without Haaland. um so yeah i don't think it'll make much difference there uh but i think there'll be a lot more a lot more fear fearful than the fulham side if uh if he is lining up front yeah i'm hoping he uh he, he's looking a bit tired in the pictures and that angle <laughs> can't be great I, it just stay at home Harland if you're listening don't bother coming on Saturday um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next question is regarding Mitrovic now I think we touched on it on the Everton review Kieran yeah there's two parts of the question so you can both answer it as you wish the first part is one does Mitrovic start um, and two would you rest him but does that send the wrong message, not to not only to the squad but also to the fans? Um, so, Kieran, I'll start with you with that one. Um, personally, I think he will start um, because when Mitrovic says he's fit, he's fit, and Mark Silva has faith and trust in him that he's fit to play. Um, I have obviously the um, a little watch of the Motherwell Park Life video on their YouTube channel. I didn't see him in the training. Um, and a few people in the comment section noticed it, but obviously I'm assuming it was either he was just hiding from the camera or alternatively he just wasn't, um, he was probably doing something else or something, but um, I'm assuming he's fit. Um, we've not been told otherwise, so I'd, I'd assume he will start. Um, but whether he be rested or not, I think if he was to be rested for one game, it would be next week. Um, in fact, I don't think he would be rested for next week either because if this foot injury is really bad, we'd want him for these two games and then maybe see what happens come the World Cup. But I don't think Mitrovic is a player that wants to rest. He wants to play football. He wants to score goals. And I think having such a reliable player like that means we don't have to... We only need to be concerned if he's actually injured, um, mm. if, if that's why he's being rested or missing a game. So, yeah, I think he'll start. Yeah, see, I saw him walk off after the Everton game on Saturday. And he seemed to be limping a lot more than than in previous weeks. Uh, mm. I'm just I'm just worried that the more he plays in this injury, the more he, you know, hurts it that little bit more, makes it a bit worse. And he goes to the World Cup, and that injury just gets ten times worse. And that's him done then to the end of the season. Um, Frankie, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the that's the thing we're all worried about. I think. Um... And I, and I don't necessarily think it'll be as disastrous as maybe the media will let you think. Like, uh, like if there's no Mitrovic, there's no Fulham, basically. But the way he's been playing, it's just it's a it's a rhythm you don't want to you don't want to lose at any point. Um, so it is that fear of him going off to the World Cup, and I think Serbia will naturally, in such a big tournament, want to push him through anything they get but full Fulham English Fulham fans will be going like, oh, does he really need to play the World Cup? Like, does he? <laughs> I'm always uh, guilty of having that opinion of being like, oh, do you need to go play for America, like over in Jamaica or whatever? <laughs> but like, it's obviously a big moment for them and it's going to be great to watch Mitrovic there, but it's going to be with gritted teeth. I'm so, I just don't want to lose him at any point um, just because of the vocal point he's been this season. Um, and I can't say I've been too impressed with Carlos Vinicius whenever he's come into the lineup. So, um <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's worrying, false, isn't it? Just imagine the second half of the season without Mitrovic up top. 
the I suppose the only plus point to it is if if God forbid he does get an injury or worse than the injury in the World Cup, you you are then bang in the middle of the January transfer window, <clears throat> so you can yeah. go and buy. But then again, I'm not sure they would if they have sort of signed Vinicius. So yeah, hopefully we're talking ifs and buts, but hopefully it doesn't come to to surface. And we do you guys, um, do you guys think there's more to come from Vinicius? Because um, I think we've only seen a little snapshot of what he's, he's capable of. Obviously, he had a season with Tottenham. Um, but do do you guys think there's more to come from him in in the future? Frankie, do you want to start with that? Yeah, I always think it's hard for players like him who know he knows he's come to Fulham to be the backup striker to maybe push Mitrovic along a little bit. But he knows ultimately you're going to be the guy on the bench. We're going to need you for the final 10 minutes of games. And if we need to rotate, I think had we had a longer sort of Carabao Cup run, we'd have seen a bit, bit of him in there. Maybe when the FA Cup comes around, he'll play. So he's only ever getting these like little patches of games. And it's hard to sort of build any kind of momentum or relationships on the pitch. So I think it's hard. I think if we did, if Mitrovic was injured and he was getting a run of games, so we might see the better side of him. But um, there's obviously a player there if sort of Jose was willing to take him on to... At, at Tottenham, he's obviously played very high level in, in Portugal. He was at PSV before we nabbed him. So he's got good pedigree. I'd expect there's more in him, but um, I just yeah. don't think he'll get a run of games and a run of minutes to to really show it. Mm. Yeah. And I think, as you rightly pointed out, he's used to playing second fiddle, you know, as he did to Harry Kane. Um, yeah. And I don't know. The, my biggest thing that I'm worried about is where does it leave uh, Muniz? Um, because, yes, he won overly impressive last season in my opinion but if Mooney's was brought in for the future how long does he expect um, Vinicius to stick around is he just a one season thing or does Silva expect Vinicius to stay for sort of two and three years I can't see a squad where they're both in it Um, so you know if Vinicius can play a bit part role in coming on and scoring goals when we need to you know I'm hoping there is more to come as you said Frankie he's He's played with some good clubs and he's played with some good some good players, so he knows what he's doing. Um and again it comes down to trust in Marco Silva. I don't think he's got one bad sign in wrong yet. Um so yeah, we have to try and remain positive and hopefully when he is called upon, he can produce the goods. Mm. Um so you both expect Mitrovic to start. Uh Kieran, I'll start with you. How do you expect us to line up? Do you think it's the same team against Everton, bar the Bobby Reed change, or can you see? Something? Yeah, I would. I would say something along the lines of the same. Obviously, we'd have Tete instead of Bobby Reed. Um, obviously, with Cabano injured, I would, I would expect Wilson and William to be on the wings, uh, Mitrovic up top, and then obviously the, the same midfield three. Um, I think if we were to see any changes on the bench, I'd imagine it would be um, just a, another member of the youth team coming in. For Cabano um, or Onomar, or someone someone who's um, a backup, but um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's any major changes to the eleven. Um, obviously, we said that against um, said that against uh, who was it Leeds, and he changed the back line differently. So who knows what's going through Silver's mind ahead of this game? So, but I wouldn't see any changes personally, or any big changes as such. He does love a change, doesn't he? Mm. Just out of the blue, he would just change someone. You know, why does that happen? Um, Frankie, how do you expect us to line up? 
Yeah, I mean, on that note, yeah, who knows whether Tossin or Diop will play at the moment. It seems to be, I'm sure there's logic behind it. There's some sort of tactical reasoning, but it does feel a little bit like, oh, who's going to start a centre-back today? Which name will I pull out of the hat? Is it uh, Tossin <laughs> or Diop? And so far, he's got the choice right each time he's done it, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I think you, I, I think I agree with Kieran there, to be honest. Yeah, it's Tete in. You sort of do, I am a little bit worried about pushing him into 90 minutes yet to had straight away but it's neat it's needs must so um we'll, we'll just see how it goes and i think yeah wilson will be the replacement for cabano um I, I, I did see the picture of um solomon's now wearing boots and i don't know whether he's kicking the ball around uh yet will he is he fit enough to be on the bench i don't know but maybe that's something to keep an eye out for um but yeah i don't think it's gonna be any major changes really yeah i'd agree with that to be fair yeah, it was good to see Solomon with boots on um, and not playing in behind a behind-closed-door friendly. Um, <laughs> but I suppose for me, as Cabano can't play any part at the game on Saturday, I'd bring in Daniel James. I think purely shout, for the I pace. I forgot about Daniel James. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a good it's shout. It's forgotten because it's a big pitch. Now, we're not going to have much of the ball. So when we do have the ball, he can be at our pass. Now, if Mitrovic was to sit on the bench, I wouldn't be too disappointed because you know Daniel James can even play through the middle if needs be. Um, we're not going to have enough possession to be able to to play our football and get up the pitch that way. We have to go a bit more direct. So having Daniel James on on the right and putting Willian on the left, I think it makes a lot more sense than playing Wilson and and Willian. Um, but that's I agree just, with that actually. I, I would I opinion. would actually um, change my decision and put James in for Wilson because I think his pace especially will really benefit us when we have the ball and need to counter-attack or um, go forward. So I have to agree with you there. And plus, Cancelo loves to bump forward, doesn't he? He, He's very rarely on the wing. So if we can somehow intercept a pass somewhere with Paulinho or Reid and say, look, every time we get that ball, it's going over to to our right-hand side and Daniel James can just run. Um, a A bit basic tactics, but I think we have to do something. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's actually what Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was saying to him at sometimes. I don't rate him at all. He was just like, <laughs> give it to Daniel James and run. Run, boys, you got this. If you've got someone as quick as Daniel James, you'd be silly not to utilise that pace, especially for a game like Man City on Saturday. As long as his crossing ability is up to, start, up to scratch. Yes, <laughs> don't happen in those players. We've seen so many years of Sean Wright Phillips, <laughs> Aaron Lennon, Theo Walcott, <laughs> bags yeah. of pace, but nothing else. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Just get us up the other end of the pitch. It's a bit like Anthony Robinson, although saying that his, his crossing is slowly starting to get a bit better. Mm. Um, but that's, I suppose when you have so, such a rapid pace, you do lack that slight crossing ability. I can't think of anyone that's actually been that rapid. I can still cross a ball. I'd agree. He's, um... Can you, Frankie? Nice. No, it's a pain. We could be here all day, I think. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure someone would come back. And then it's like, what? what is quick? And then you start getting into the whole discussion of like, we're, we're, who's quicker than who? What is fast? I don't know. It's, it's too existential crisis. See that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Right. Let's move swiftly on to a score prediction. Now, Kieran, I'm going to leave you till last. Okay, because <laughs> um, there's pressure on you here to, to yeah, real pressure on me. I'm still making up my mind to give the listeners some optimism because you've been optimistic for the last two weeks. 
Um, so Frankie, I'll start with something a bit more realistic. Um, what's your score prediction? Oh, I'm, I'm not being prejudiced, mate. I'm having the three one. I came into it. I thought three one feels like a good score. I, I'll take the I'll take the loss by two goals at the eight he's had. So yeah, three one sounds good to me. Right, so you've gone with Freddie. You're both going three one, Man City. What are uh, you going with, Alan? Uh, if I'm being optimistic, it'll be a two 0 defeat. Um, if I'm being pessimistic, it could be five or six, depending on how soon they score their first goal. Um, <laughs> but then again, it's as I said, I was talking to a Man City fan earlier, and apart from the Newcastle game, we've we've been in every game so far. Um, Man City are obviously a step above everyone else we've played so far, but I, th- I don't think Marcus Silva's teams, you know, since he's been manager, have been easily brushed aside. So it'd be interesting to see if we can frustrate City early on, and you know, get to, get to fifteen minutes, get to twenty five, get to thirty five, and if it's still nil nil come half time, there's no reason why we can't, you know, grab a point. But no, nah, I think that's beyond our wildest dreams. I'm looking for we're looking forward to Man City review now to see how um, whether your predictions are right or wrong. <laughs> if it is free one, um Freddie has my permission to come on again next week. Um <laughs> <laughs> but look, Kieran, please give us something to, to cheer us up. Something to cheer us up. Well, I think I'll be a bit too optimistic going three one Fulham or two one Fulham, so I'm going to settle for a one one draw. I would take any sort of points from Man City. Oh, Kieran. Um, I'm expecting a goal from City. Obviously, it's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. They're at home. They've got great form at home. But I'm also thinking Fulham, they're going to pose. If they're if if they wake up and if they're on on good form that day, I'm thinking they're going to cause they're going to cause all sorts of problems, and hopefully get a goal to um, whether it's at the end or whether it's um, we hold on for the point. But I'm I'm hoping we can scratch a point and um, get a one-one draw from this. Kieran, you've let me down for the last two. Why podcasts, did you think I was going to predict a Fulham win? You, you, that's what you've been saying the last two podcasts. You've been saying, you know, we're going to win, we're going to win. So yeah, I left yeah. you till last for that exact reason for you to say we're going to win, and you've gone for a draw. If, okay, if it's not a one-one draw, I'm predicting two-one <laughs> Fulham. There we go. <laughs> last minute, Mitrovic headed us and the away fans into like wild. Imagine, imagine winning at the Etihad on Saturday. It would be unbelievable because I'm looking at their table and one point in the next two would put us on 20 points, the halfway to the Magic 40 before the World Cup. I mean, who would have had that? Who would have had that that we'd have been halfway to the sort of that 40-point Magic survival mark with 20-odd games still to spare? I mean, it would have been an amazing first half to the season. Mm. And the thing is, I... If you can, you're going to be able to throw a blanket over about six or seven teams come, come May. In my opinion, you know, I think even 38 points may keep you up this year. So yeah. effectively, we are pretty much halfway there. Um, and I think we're all realistic enough to go. Look, if you give us 17th now, we'll still take it because um, yeah. it does mean another yeah. season in the Premier League and a, a foundation to build on for Marco Silva and and his staff. Absolutely. Is it an afternoon kickoff on Saturday? Yeah, three yeah, o'clock. Three o'clock. Wonderful. Yeah, so no doubt all the for the fans aren't that ain't going. The the screams or anything will be turned off by twenty past three. Um, I'm just not going to listen. I'm just going to turn off my notifications for the afternoon and just see what happens afterwards. Yeah, just wait till <laughs> Sunday before you come and do the uh, the match review, and we can tell you the result <laughs> then. 
<laughs> yeah, just tell me the result, and I'll be like, oh, there we go. <laughs> a little bit of surprise. But look, gentlemen, um, thank you so much for coming on and giving giving us your time again. Um, Kieran, it's great to speak to you again. Um, Frankie, as I, I messaged you the other day, there's been a few people asking when you're coming back on. Um, so thank you for coming back on. Um, and yeah, I hope you both have fantastic weekends. And as yourself. Ho- hopefully not yeah, too for disappointed sure. for for the <laughs> game on Saturday. But just a special shout out again um, for son's birthday today. Happy birthday, Freddie. Um, thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, we will see you on Sunday for the Man City match review. Hopefully it's not all doom and gloom. Have a good weekend, <laughs> gentlemen. See you later, boys. <laughs>